Hello, and welcome to The Pretty Podcast. I am your host, Paula Josh. I am a speaker and best-selling author to the book, Cross Addicted, Breaking Free from Family Trauma and Addiction. You can find my book on Amazon. I'm also the author of Letting Go from Family Trauma and Addiction, a seven-day devotion that you can find for free on the Bible app, YouVersion. But most importantly, I'm a trauma survivor, and I know what it's like to feel stuck for years in my pain and in my trauma and not know where to turn to get help. I felt lost, and that is why I knew that I needed to start this podcast to help people who may still be suffering. On my podcast, you will find tips and tools to help you heal and break free and to live the life that God has for you. I would like to leave you with one of the reviews. I love Paula's podcast. Paula uses her life experience to help guide you through healing from your own trauma and addiction. I have found her honesty to be heartwarming. Her podcast has brought reassurance that I'm not alone. And that is also my heart for you. I want you to know that you are not alone and that you can heal. If you do have a few minutes. I would appreciate it at the end of this podcast if you would leave me a review. People always check out the reviews before they listen to anything and they want to know what they're getting. Thank you. Merry Christmas. You might be listening to this the day before Christmas Eve or even after Christmas, but whenever you listen to this, Merry Christmas. I'm sitting here in my chair looking out the window in Michigan and there's no snow. That doesn't happen that often, but there's no snow, but that's okay. I'm just sitting in my chair praying for you guys and I'm so thankful for all of you. I love the messages that I get. Every time I release a podcast, I I get a message and my podcast really helps people to start to think about things in their own life. And I really love that. The other day, somebody told me, you're like a nurse, you help people fix things. I was like, Oh, I had to like, I was kind of thrown back for a minute, because I had to sit and think about that a nurse, like, is that a compliment or not? And I was like, well, nurses do make you feel good, they comfort you and they kind of help they help you in the season of when you're healing. That's what I thought about. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I do. Like I offer hope. I give people strength. I give them the will to fight and let them know that they can get through this. And so I was like, no, it's, that is a compliment. So I I take it. I receive it. Today, I want to talk to you about nothing changes if nothing changes. And I didn't, I wasn't really sure what to name this episode, but You know, I always kind of share with you guys my own progress because a lot of you can relate to it and it kind of helps you um, discern where you're at in your um, healing process. And I always like to make sure that what I'm teaching is relatable to any audience because I have people that listen to me that are young and I'm very grateful for that, you know, but I want to talk to you today about nothing changes if nothing changes. And, you know, the first thing that I want to say is those who grew up in abuse or addiction or and have experienced childhood trauma, as children, we learn to be so critical of ourselves. And we always never see ourselves as good enough. And it's a learned behavior because those who are our parents didn't 
were not healthy enough to love us, protect us, and keep us safe like they should. And I'm sharing this with you because some of us are teenagers that, you know, I have teenagers listening to this podcast. Some of us are in our early 20s. Some of us are 40. Some of us are 70. And I remember, this is kind of off topic, but I remember when I was writing my book, my publisher was like, well, what's the age of your audience? And I literally, literally put age 13 to like 70 plus, because I believe that what I talk about and I share so many people are struggling with. And the crazy thing about it is, is that we all are staying stuck just because somebody abused us and could not give us what we want. We walk around hating ourselves, not liking ourselves, tormented with negative voices, all because somebody who has abused us, somebody who's neglected us, rejected us. And it is so crazy that what we learn as children or even in our early 20s or or being abused in marriage, how it affects us in the way that we see ourselves and thinking that we are not good enough. When we get this message told to us, so, you know, in many forms and over and over, then it gets programmed into our self-image. And the reason I share this with you is because you guys, I know I've already said this a whole bunch of times, but I'm going to keep saying it. I'm getting such breakthrough in binge eating behavior. And you guys, it's huge for me. And it's huge because you guys have been doing this since I was a little girl. But you know what, you guys, I never stopped praying. And I never stopped asking God to help me. I just kept praying and praying. And I'm finally, finally getting relief from it. But you know what, you guys, it all came back to the way that I saw myself, the way that I treated myself, the way that I handled my stress. I mean, I hated me just because my parents couldn't love me and other people in my life couldn't love and appreciate me because they were all broken people. You know, hurt people hurt people. Broken people like to break people. And it's so true. So nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you can't change the way you see yourself, you're going to constantly stay in a state of pain and misery and just never liking yourself. But here's the crazy thing. You have to heal. You have to discover, you know, you got to work through the pain. It's not just like uh, snapping the fingers, getting over it. Oh, okay. My parents abused me. Somebody sexually abused me. I need to get over it. No, it's a process. It's a process of grieving. It's a process of forgiving them. It's a process of forgiving yourself. And it all takes time. But the reason I'm sharing this is because if we don't work through this healing process, we're always going to not like ourselves and we don't like ourselves. This is where we stay in bondage to alcohol, addictions, shopping, eating, all these things to numb. And it's so crazy because I spent so many years in this cycle and this pattern and I desperately wanted to get out of it, but it all came back to, do I like myself? But in order to like myself, I had to work through the pain of all these people who rejected me and treated me the way that they did. Self-forgiveness is essential for honoring and loving your true self. This is something that I read this morning in one of my recovery books, and it's so true. 
And and so again, I'm going to pause. Is there anything that you need to forgive yourself for? You know what's crazy is that we fall in this pattern of self-hate. We start to hate ourselves just because other people didn't love us. Think, think about that. Really dissect that for just a second. You hate who you are because your parents couldn't love you. You hate who you are because somebody, somebody abused you and sexually abused you. And it wasn't even your fault. It was not even your fault. You know, I'm, I don't know why I'm getting this image right now, but I'm kind of thinking of like a candy bar. Like if, t- if you take the wrapper off, there's the candy bar. It's almost like we put this wrapper of self-hate on ourselves and we dress it up in being overweight, not putting makeup on, not thinking we're worthy of wearing that jewelry or wearing that suit, not thinking we're wor- worthy of eating healthy or like we'll look at images on social media and maybe we like that outfit or maybe we want to be healthy and fit, but we don't think we deserve that career or to be like that or look like that all because other people damage does. I mean, I could totally get upset about this because this is where I was stuck, almost like saran wrapper around me, and it was suffocating me, and I didn't know how to get out of me, but I allowed my abusers to put that saran wrap around me and suffocate me. And this, it's the time to start taking that saran wrap off of us and stop allowing abusers to make us see us any different than how God created us to be. God knitted us in our mother's womb. He made us perfect. In his image, he created us perfect. But because of abuse, neglect, reject, rejection, abandonment, sexual abuse, we start to self-harm and neglect ourselves all because of what somebody else did to us. Think about that. Think about that for a minute. So if nothing changes, nothing changes. Do you have a distorted image because of what other people did to you? Another thing that I want to talk to you about, we do not have to excuse unacceptable behavior. Yes, we need to forgive them and we need to learn to accept them for who they are and realize that we cannot change other people, but we can change how they treat us. We can't change how they treat us, but we can teach them how to treat us. And there are some people that you may have to cut off that are very toxic, that keep abusing you until you get healed and strong enough to allow them back in your life. And you may never want to allow them back in your life. I cut people off that even had the label of family so I could heal. Because their behavior kept traumatizing me. It kept triggering that wounded little girl inside of me that needed to be healed. And here's another thing, you guys. When we have wounds from the past, people will do and say things that trigger us. And it will trigger that negative thought, reignite that self-hate. But we have to learn to recognize that and rip it out by its roots. That's where God's in the Bible. It says, take every negative thought captive and bring it into the authority of Christ. In other words, recognize what just triggered you, 
what lie and thought did it just triggered? And we got to reprogram our brain because it's no longer our truth. Going back to my title, if nothing changes, nothing changes. We have to fight for our freedom, especially those who have been wounded and traumatized as children. You have to fight, and this may be a battle that you have to fight for the rest of your life. I'm speaking from personal experience because I know for me it is. I know it's gotten easier, but I always I know it's something that I'm always going to have to fight. So going back to unhealthy relationships, we get to decide whether we we want them in our lives or not, but there are some relationships that you probably can't get them out of your lives, so that's when you're going to have to define boundaries, or you're going to have to learn to come up with things to combat things that they may be doing to trigger you, maybe putting time limits that you spend on the phone with them, maybe putting time limits that you spend in their presence. These are just some things to think about because God wants you to get to that place that you truly understand that he wants you to love yourself, not in a boastful, prideful way, but he wants you to love yourself how he loves you. He wants you to have peace. He wants you to feel joy. He wants you to believe in your destiny and to believe in your dreams, but you will never get there until we get to the point of believing that we do deserve these things. It's like walking down this road to get to where we need to go and where we want to be, but we can't get there until we unwrap that saran pepper. You know, I said the candy bar, but then all of a sudden I saw that saran saran wrap paper. That's like a tongue twister, but it's so crazy. It's almost like when that saran wrapper um, is around us our arms are like tied and we're we're tense and we're just we're not walking we're not talking we're not being who we should be because we allowed somebody to put that ran saran wrap paper around us but you know what if you look through that saran wrapper there we are our true identity and it's just waiting to come out I mean that's just amazing to me that's like the best illustration that God could give me And it's so crazy. And so you guys just keep unwrapping that saran wrap paper. What's triggering you? Who's triggering you? What lies are you believing? Let's start to combat that this year. Let's start to fight it so we can just get loose from the lies and see ourselves the way God wants us to see ourselves and start walking in freedom and joy. I'm looking at my notes to see what else I have for you guys today. I want to kind of keep it short because I know it's a holiday week. Um, mm -hmm. It's how we affirm our worth and build a foundation to forgive others. Self, again, self-forgiveness is essential to honor and love yourself. So that's another thing. And I think I'm going to end it with that, you guys, because we're, we're heading into a new year. Ask yourself, what do you need to forgive yourself for? I just sit down with a journal. What do I need to forgive myself for? And I bet you if you really looked at look at that and dissect that, you need to forgive yourself for not liking yourself and self-harm and, and bad habits. But all those things go back to 
pain that you're carrying, pain that other people have inflicted on you. So let's work through it this year, you guys. Let's let's live a life of love, joy, peace, and freedom. So I think I'm going to leave you with that because nothing changes if nothing changes. Nothing changes if nothing changes. And you got to be willing to do the work. Merry Christmas. And I hope that you enjoy the rest of this year enjoying the people around you that love you and making memories with your family. If you aren't already, make sure you are following me on Instagram, my Facebook motivational speaker page, or you can find more resources. I have a seven day devotional on the Version Bible app called Letting Go of Family Trauma and Addiction Or if you're needing something a little bit deeper that you want to work through your healing journey, you can get my book, Cross Addicted, Breaking Free from Family Trauma and Addiction on Amazon.